0: This show is presented in part by Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. Auto news, exclusive interviews, real world test drives. It's your turn to step into the driver's seat. This is The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television, and radio host, Alan Taylor.
1: Well, for uh, those who don't know, last week I had to put on a, uh, what we call, best of show. That means uh, I wasn't here. Do you know where I was? Do you know where I was? I was in Las Vegas at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway, and I got a chance to be at the launch of a very significant automobile. Now, you know our show is brought to you in part by Dodge. It has been for years, and you probably, if you've been listening to my show for a long time, you probably remember I had a Dodge Demon, 840 horsepower, 0 to 60, and I don't know what it was, 2 point whatever, 2.3, it was fast, right? Anyway, I had it for a couple years and I sold it, regretfully so, regretfully so, And so there was a a car, uh, and I can't talk about this by myself, so let me just bring on Carl Brower. There was a car that was launched. Carl was there also, and we kind of went to this event together because I I flew there. He drove there from Los Angeles to Las Vegas. Carl is an automotive industry analyst for Forbes Autos, contributing editor there, North American Car and Truck of the Year. That's NACTOY. He's a a juror and a board member, executive analyst for iccars.com, amongst... I don't know, about 10 other things he does because he's also on this show. Carl, you and I have been like two kids in a candy store or two kids on Christmas morning with the launch of the new Demon 170. And uh, so I thought, you and I need to talk about this car. 1,025 horsepower, internal combustion engine, 0 to 60 in 1.66 seconds. And it's real. We saw it with our own eyes. It is unbelievable. I don't even, where do we go from here? I mean, there's so much to uh, unpack on this vehicle. This, in a time when everybody's going electric, Dodge, and they're having some electric stuff too, by the way, which will blow your socks off, but Dodge continues to go internal combustion, high horsepower, muscle car for the enthusiast. Thank you, Dodge. That's why I love having him as a sponsor. But let's, where, where would you start with this car?
2: I'd start with your tagline that I think is brilliant that Dodge came up with years ago and just hearing your your show start up and you know, domestic not domesticated. I don't know how you get more proof of that <laughs> right. tagline than putting together an ethanol burning, fire breathing thousand twenty five horsepower, eight point nine one second quarter mile at hundred and fifty one mile per hour street legal car right then uh that's very non-domesticated uh as anyone (laughs) who knows anything about uh street legal cars in this country would would be able to well
1: and and the funny part Um, is too is that you know you have to kind of pay homage to the fact that somebody in there and it's probably you know the team we'll just call it from tim Kaniskas, the president down somebody in there is a hardcore drag racing fan. This car, by the way, has an optional parachute for when you go to the racetrack. <laughs> I mean, where do you, where do you get the car factory car that you can drive down the street and take your kids to soccer with? You know what I mean? Not that you would, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's fabulous,
2: you yeah. know, and, you know, Tim had a great story that he told at the uh, kind of press briefing about the car a week before it was shown globally. And he talked about how, you know, it was the middle of the pandemic, And they were scheduled to retire the Challenger and the Charger and this Chrysler 300 platform around 2020. And then the pandemic hit and everything got pushed off supply chain issues. They couldn't do it. So it literally put a stay of execution on all these traditional V8 muscle cars, like you were just saying, that they keep producing. And that's why we're in model year 2023, and there's still Challenger scat packs, and wide bodies, and Hellcats out there to purchase. But it also gave him another three years to think about, well, what could I do with today's technology versus what I had in 2017 when I was developing the Demon that came out in 2018? Right. And, yeah, what they came out with is basically a at the bare, at the kind of foundational level, the same car, but all these tweaks they were able to do from better – tires with Mickey Thompson flicks to carbon fiber wheels to reduce the unsprung and rotating mass to what I think is the most amazing thing about this car, which is an ECU, a, a processing unit and a fuel system that samples the fuel in the tank constantly and optimizes it for horsepower with anywhere from 91 octane out of your typical fuel pump to E85, you know, guaranteed race gas from a racing shop. And that varies the horsepower from, you know, 880, 900, up to 1,025. <laughs> and it does it in real time. And you know, there's a lot of people who have these flex fuel systems. You know, if you right. go buy E85 out of a gas pump, people are like, well, I can get E85 at a gas pump. No, you get you get badged E85. That means it's somewhere between 51% ethanol and 83% ethanol.
1: This, this, is, a, this and, is a dyed-in-the-wool real race car that you can drive on the street. We have a break. Let me come back. We'll yeah. talk. Here we go. Uh, Detroit, Rock City. This comes... Uh, Really, this is what you know Detroit and Motor City really this is what I think when I think Motor city a 1025 horsepower not electric but internal combustion. I love it
3: oh,
0: Stay man. tuned. There's more of the drive with Alan Taylor.
4: Attention, business owners. 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors. Every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. It's worked for a quarter million businesses worldwide. It'll work for you. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash (laughs) book.
1: Well, this is called Are You Gonna Go My Way? Lenny Kravitz. Is Dodge gonna go the way of the electric car? Well, I mean, they've showed some different electric things going on, but I think today's discussion, the new Dodge Demon 170 shows that they are not giving up on internal combustion. ICE, internal combustion, I-C-E. Uh, Carl Brouwer joining us, and we're talking about this new Demon 170. car. we should talk about the, the whole, what does the 170 stand for? You were talking about this ICU that samples the gasoline and determines, can it pump it up to 1,025 horsepower on its own? Which is, this is like F1 kind of stuff. This is crazy. You know, I love it. But what does a 170 stand for, for those who don't know?
2: Well, they used to say that you know that the average car had the same processing power that got us to the moon in mm-hmm, 1969, and this mm-hmm. was in like the 90s and stuff. So I don't know right. what we've got going on today. Right. You know, I guess this will get us, this will get us to Mars. Yeah, right. This will get you uh,
1: around the but, sun and back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, right. This will help you bend time and space. You
2: know, <laughs> right. and you'll and you'll go back in time. Yeah. But um, yeah, the, the car's ability to continuously measure what's in the tank, what's flowing through the fuel system, and optimize the power no matter what's going on. Right. And you, know, you can get E10 and you can put it in any car. Any car can have E10. That's 10% ethanol. And you can put it in any car and it burns a little cleaner and it's a little cheaper and stuff. And so you'll see that in gas stations uh, in various cities, various times a year. Then you have E85 in gas station pumps. And that means it could be 51% at the low end and then 83% at the high end ethanol. Now you can't put that in any car because that much ethanol, it's got a more corrosive, Impacts. It'll start eating away at your uh, fuel system components, and it'll it'll won't start well when it's cold. And if your fuel system isn't set up for that, it'll screw it up. But you could put all that in the Demon One Seventy, and it would figure out. Oh, it's fifty-one percent. No, it's fifty-eight percent. No, it's seventy-nine percent, and it would just maximize the power.
3: Wow. Then you can get
2: (laughs) E E eighty-five fuel, and this is a pure race fuel. You can't buy this in a gas. You have to go to a race fuel shop. I know right where the one is uh, locally to me, of course, because <laughs> of, of what I've been driving.
3: Yeah.
2: And you get E85 race gas. It is guaranteed 85% ethanol. There is no fluctuation like you get out of that pump. And then it gets 1,025 horsepower, 945 pound-feet of torque, 0 to 60 in 166, and the quarter mile in 8.91 seconds. Uh, that's what the what the car rips off if you put... pure ethanol, you know, not pure ethanol, but 85% guaranteed ethanol.
1: The the 170, just give me the download on that because you explained it to me once. It's important. Yeah.
2: Well, so this is all alcohol-based, corn alcohol-based fuel. Everything we're talking about here is ethanol. Ethanol comes from corn. It's alcohol, just like what you get in like various types of alcohol, like whiskey that you drink. And what is the proof of an alcohol? it's twice the percentage. If you have 30% alcohol, it's 60 proof. Uh, If you have 85% alcohol, it's 170 proof. uh, Demon 170.
1: Gotcha. See now, and I I bet that, you know, very few, if you're not a drag racer, would know what that is. I did not know what that was because, you know, I wasn't a drag racer. I was more of a go through the twisties guy and you were, you were the drag racer guy. Yep. And I don't know, you know, this vehicle, the Demon 170, they're going to make 3300 300 for Canada 3000 for the US the dealers are freaking out right now because everybody who's ever been a drag racer or known about the demon the, the Dodge demon and now knows there's a demon 170 which is doing unheard of things honestly I would not want to be a Dodge dealer right now. Uh, you know, I just wouldn't want to be because you, you, they get the allocation and they one or two. And who do you sell them to? Your best friend? Do you keep it for yourself? I talked to one guy who's a dealer, a friend of mine. He goes, are you kidding me? I'm keeping it for myself. I'll give it to my son. I go, just don't let him drive it till he's your age. Anyway, it's funny. Um,
2: uh-oh. yeah it's nuts Alan. It's not I mean this is now the new fastest car when the demon came out in twenty eighteen that you and I both owned it was the fastest accelerating car, highest g forces off the line of any car ever sold to the public right and then you had the Tesla plaid come out and it and it got below two seconds zero to sixty it was like one nine. And you had hypercars doing that and all. This is now the new benchmark, once again, 1660 to 60. Two Gs launching, two Gs yeah. of gravity, uh, of course, off the line.
1: You know what? You better be wearing a catheter if you got a weak bladder, otherwise, PP <laughs> all over the place. All right, we'll take a little break. <laughs> Carl Brower is here. Uh, we're talking about this crazy new Dodge Demon 170. We'll be right back.
0: welcome back to the drive now here's automotive expert television and radio host alan taylor
1: well this of course uh the eagle's life in the fast lane perfect for the topic today our show is brought to you in part by dodge domestic not domesticated they've proven that again uh, with the new Dodge Demon 170 they launched in Las Vegas last week. Uh, Carl Brower is here from iccars.com, industry analyst. And, you know, there are people out there like you and I, Carl, that uh, do live life in the fast lane. That, to me, that's that's the only lane. Uh, although when my <laughs> well, wife, know, it's, my it's, wife driving, she was, I'm like, what are you doing? Slow down. She's like, are you kidding me? I don't drive near as fast as you do. And I go, it doesn't matter. You slow down. I know how to drive. You don't. And her car doesn't have a scratch on it, you know, a couple years old. And my cars, you know, always have something going on with them. But anyway, anyway, go for it. Well, that song's perfect, you know,
2: except you just got to change the words a little bit, you know. Dodge dealer says he's coming, but you got to pay in cash. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's
1: funny. You know, we were talking about that. Dodge dealers right now are probably being completely inundated with people that want to purchase this vehicle. And I've seen online um, some folks are asking a couple hundred thousand dollars more than the MSRP, which I think, what is it, like 96,000 and some change? for a demon, If you load
2: that? it up, you can make it cost, you know, including the ten thousand dollars sunroof option, which which Tim did for a part, partly for a joke, right? So he told me five years ago when he did the demon that we had, he said he didn't think anyone would want one. He was like, well, we can always do it at sunroof because it's just on the regular production line with all the other challengers. We could do a, a sunroof, but no one's going to want one in this car. Heck. Put it on the option list, but make it like something stupid like $5,000. Nobody will order one. And he couldn't believe the percentage of people who bought Demons in 2018 and ordered the sunroof. So that was five for $5,000. So you know what he did for this one, uh, Alan, obviously? He doubled it. Now it's ninety uh, nine,
6: nine hundred, ninety oh
2: nine thousand. So it's $10,000 sunroof. And by the way, if you get like a six-cylinder SXT Challenger, I think the sunroof is like – Nine hundred dollars, or like thirteen hundred dollars, right. or something like that. You know, it's, it's the same exact thing. So it's just it's it's just funny as hell that he did that. But but and, and there'll be people who order. But if you if you max it out, you could make it cost one hundred and thirty thousand. If oh, you really? got Oh really?
1: Wow, I did not know yeah. that. Okay, wow. Well, that's again. Yeah. You know, there uh, race parachute, and you know, you start adding. And if you want to carbon fiber 000, wheels, dude. Yeah. Carbon fiber wheels. What are those? Wheels? Eleven? Actually. I heard eleven or twelve thousand bucks for those wheels. Um, But it's important for those who who don't care about this kind of stuff to understand zero to 60 in one point six, six seconds. There were times that Carl and I both not too long ago would have said to you that is impossible on a for uh, street legal, you know, designed for the street and the racetrack, but a, a car that was designed to be driven daily, it's impossible. Yeah. But somehow yeah, nothing, they've accomplished Nothing in
2: it. a dealer showroom, nothing that right. ever goes through a dealer showroom is going to do zero to
1: 60 in, like, 1.66 seconds. Come on. Yeah, it's, it's absurd. The electric car world is probably looking at this going, yeah, well, it's the last one of its kind, you know. and it So it very well may be the last one of its kind. But knowing yeah. Tim Kaniscus, who's the president of Dodge, knowing him that in the supply, what is it? What do they call this? The, uh, the life cycle of vehicles, he's already got to have something up his sleeve for, you know, whether it be, uh, I don't know, some sort of a hybrid thing. You know, I don't know. What can we say? I mean, can you go faster than 1.66 seconds with an all wheel drive version of something? You know what I mean? I guess you could. Well,
2: I think, I think by now, Alan, both of us have learned to never say never. I know. So, uh, You know, I drove the McLaren Artura, that hybrid supercar. The the first one that McLarens did a series when they did that P1 McLaren thing like uh, 10 years ago. That was a million dollars. But this is like a high volume one they're going to produce and sell to regular people. And it's got an electric motor, Alan, the size of like a disc brake rotor. Unbelievable. They showed me the the electric motor. I'm like, that's the motor, you know, and it it was about as big and heavy as a disc brake rotor. And so they've got a relatively small motor and a relatively small battery pack, but they do exactly what you want motor to do it for you which is boost. instant torque yeah. instant boost yeah. so it's a really good execution on that uh, McLaren Artura now is Dodge gonna be able to put that kind of technology in a car that's meant for people that don't have six figures to, to buy a car with I don't know but probably eventually because we all know Alan, costs come down on this stuff as time goes by and get more volume production so like you I'm highly confident that Dodge among others We'll start to normalize the idea of both internal combustion and motors working together in volume cars. And once that happens, plus, like you said, all-wheel drive, we could see something that eclipses the 166 figure that uh, now is owned by the Demons.
1: It's hilarious. Pops a wheelie. Let's not forget about that. This car, again, the first Demon popped a wheelie. This vehicle, of course, pops a wheelie. And they did it for us. They brought the vehicle in Mm -hmm. on a helicopter with a helicopter, you know, and then dropped it on the racetrack and then brought the car around and it did a, you know, a, a popped a wheelie, big smoke and burnout, popped a wheelie, went down the track. And um, it was pretty darn impressive. I mean, uh, the, the fact that they had a windy day and the poor helicopter driver. And I, I know that I the know. FAA must have been flipping out about what they did there because of all the, the fans and all the people that were there. But hats off to Dodge yeah. and Tim Kaniskas for uh, – you know, doing this um, amazing thing at such a difficult time in the history of the automobile. The automobile is having what we call seismic changes. I mean, it's like volcanic yes. seismic. You know, the the roof is blowing off the old automobiles that we know. And Tim and his crew come out with this wild thing on an even on an old old platform that's going to be retired anyway. I just think it's hilarious. It's kind of a, you know, thumb up the nose, or what do they call that when you put your thumb on your nose and you go, or maybe it's on the chin, maybe you put that Italian thing, you know, up your nose with a rubber (laughs) hose. I don't know. (laughs) We'll take a break. Carl's got more to talk about here. Uh, It is The Drive. Stay with us.
4: Attention, business owners. 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com com forward slash book.
0: Welcome back to the drive. Now here's automotive expert, television and radio host Alan Taylor.
1: Uh, it is the drive all across America, and i um, <laughs> just looking at pictures of this car. Carl Brower joining us. He is the uh, executive analyst for iccars.com, all, amongst other things. North American Car and Truck of the Year, juror and board member, yada, yada, yada. He's, he's doing a lot of stuff, all right? Thank you, Carl, for being here. Uh, but one of the things he does most of is drive a lot of cars. Um, you know, and later on in the show, we're going to have another 1,000-horsepower machine, Carl. Do you have any guess what that might be? just curious if you're
2: well given the way the world's going these days i would assume it's got a big battery pack in it if it's making that kind of power
1: <laughs> it's the hummer the new gmc hummer uh, <laughs> one of the yep. guys uh george kennedy is going to be talking about it next hour but it's a thousand horsepower okay. you know but it weighs like what nine nine and a half thousand pounds you know like <laughs> yeah. double with the yeah. demon.
2: is. it causes the like jurassic park first movie thing when it moves you know what was that <laughs>
1: Um, What was that noise? (laughs) Exactly. So, uh, (laughs) but you you are driving or have driven recently moving from the internal combustion, the ice, as they say, the internal combustion engine, to electric. So let's now change gears. Otherwise, you and I could geek out for the whole hour on that demon. The new Kia three-row SUV called the EV9. So a three-row SUV powered by batteries. Anyway, go for it. What do you got?
2: Yeah, this is really the opposite end of the spectrum of what we were just talking about. We've gone from a two-door coupe that makes too much power from fires inside the engine to a uh, three-row, four-door, large-profile, high-roof, SUV that can carry, you know, eight people comfortably and is powered by batteries. Right. But that's the seismic shifts as you were saying, Seam- Alan, that yep. this industry is going through these days. You know, you've got these two vehicles coming out at roughly the same time. And so you couldn't have much more of diversity in the automotive world than that. And the EV9 is, is exciting for a couple of reasons. First, it's going to be one of the first big three-row SUVs that's powered by batteries. Okay. We've seen little cars powered by batteries for a couple of decades now and we've increasingly seen more kind of medium sized SUVs powered by batteries. But this one is a large vehicle, the physical size of this vehicle. It's got a lot of road presence and then it's got three rows inside and a bunch of space so it can carry people in comfort. And they're going to show it next week at the New York Auto Show, and oh. I'm going to be there to see it.
1: I will not. To and see it.
2: there's going to be a lot more detailed information about it and all. But I, and now, I, now you kind of got me on the spot because I'm trying to remember how much I know versus how much you're allowed to say. I know what they've shown the name and they've shown it, so everyone's seen it. Everyone knows it's a three-row SUV powered by batteries. I'm trying to remember what else I know about well, it now that it so, is or isn't embargoed. Well, I was going
1: to say what Carl's talking about is we constantly get to see and hear things that we cannot talk about because we either, um, are told that it's under embargo, and if they show us something, there's, you know, you're on your honor, or they have you sign something. I guess at some points, if it's really, really important, but I think for the most part, an automotive journalist, if they tell you this is under embargo, you honor that. So Carl was just saying, yeah. I can't remember how much I can tell you right now, but a three row SUV electric. You know, I was just with a friend of mine the other day. They, they came over and they said, uh, I bought my, my uh, son a, a car for school. And it's a a Toyota Prius. And I said, uh, oh, really? And she says, yeah, it's got 100,000 miles on it, but it's in perfect condition. Now, the other day before this happened, I was talking to a guy who was trying to sell one with 300,000 miles. And I said to him, I go, so how has it been? And he's like, are you kidding me? It it runs perfect today. He goes, it's been a great vehicle. 300,000 miles. Hybrid, so electric and a battery and internal combustion. So the, to your point, it's been over two decades with the Prius, because it came out, I think, what in, gosh, in the year 2000, or oh, oh, oh 99?
2: One, oh one, the first one, but that was the Japanese domestic okay. market, the one they just kind of federalized here. I guess but that's the what we heard about. Or yeah. was the redesign that finally looked like the current one.
1: Right. But to the, to the point you made earlier, this is two decades of having this technology tested. So. I'm not really so much yeah. afraid of it. What I am afraid of are these newer companies. In order to not get you in trouble with Kia, I'll shift you for a moment. <laughs> these newer companies, like there's a, a bit of news about Lordstown that has stopped yeah. production and r- voluntarily recalled all their vehicles. So yeah. the, I, like a Toyota, a Ford, I mean, even a Tesla at this point, you know, they, they're big enough now that if the, something goes wrong, they're going to bring it back and fix it. But some of these newer right. car companies... I just still am leery about. You know, I would rather see General Motors, Ford, Toyota, Nissan, anybody. Uh, if I'm going to go out and buy one, I don't think it's a great idea to go out and buy something that is unproven that could just be here today, gone tomorrow. If that's what I'm trying to say.
2: Well, and like you said, not just brands, but that have been around for a while, but brands that have been doing this for at least some time. Right. I I look at the relatively short history of Kia and Hyundai doing. EVs, and they've done fabulous EVs. The new EV6, I drove that on the press launch back in December, fabulous car. The Kona EV, the Hyundai Kona, that was one of my favorite SUVs. I like the look. I like the driving dynamics. They made a pure EV version like three years ago for the first time. It's fabulous. I drove that car. That was the first electric car, Alan, that I had to use to drive from South Orange County to West LA, then up to Camarillo, which is north of LA, LA, halfway to Santa Barbara, and then back on a one-day use to do a bunch of errands. And I knew it's like 240 miles, man, we're going to do a max use case and see what happens here. I got back with like 20 miles left, even though I'd gone 240. So first, it was a non-overly optimistic range right. back on it. And most of that was highway, so it was like, okay, it lasted as long or longer than they said it would. But it drove fabulous the whole time. That was the first time I was like, you know what? I could actually see myself buying one of
1: these things. This yeah. Is an well, you, and you I had, had a Fiat, like You had you leased a Fiat 500 electric, car, and that's what they're yep. coming back with, only electric. So. Yes. Um, all right, yep. so when, when Carl's at the New York Auto Show, he can report more on this Kia EV9 three-row SUV, all electric. Uh, and you're going to hear mm-hmm. a lot about electric cars here on the drive because that's what's coming. But I think, I think they're going to continue on building the internal combustion engine for a long time. Carl, thank you, brother.
2: Death, is, death has been greatly uh, exaggerated, as this rider would said. Exactly. Yeah,
1: uh, ICCars.com is where you can find a lot of information for Carl and uh, all the rest. ICCars.com. We'll be right back. It is the drive. This message comes to you from our sponsor, Subaru, and their first SUV of its kind. The all-new, all-electric, 2023 Solterra, built to help protect the environment so it can be explored. It's the first electric vehicle to feature the legendary standard capability of symmetrical all-wheel drive to take you to places traditional electric vehicles can't reach. Love is now electric. Learn more at Subaru.com Solterra. Well, it is the drive all across America, talking cars, trucks, SUVs, whatever it is you may want to drive. Uh, Ed Justice Jr. joining us right now, President and CEO of Justice Brothers, America's brand for quality products that are used in the service departments of dealerships world over. And Ed and I have been friends for a couple of decades now, geeking out on cars. I don't know if you heard Carl and I talking about the Dodge Demon 170, Ed. (laughs) It's
7: nuts.
1: It's just, yeah, it's
7: nuts. It's absolutely, I mean, for any of us who have experienced 0 to 60 in under three seconds, okay, and you're talking about almost half of that. I know. But under three seconds, we'll say that that's something that, you know, not everybody should really be able to experience. <laughs> I mean, I, it, I mean, I don't want to make people unhappy, but it's just when you go sub three seconds, it's just a game changer yeah. in an automobile zero to sixty. Well, you know, and, I, I and learned you better know what you're doing.
1: The brain cannot comprehend that kind of speed because it's been trained. And this is actually a fact, one of those weird little facts that when you're born, your brain it is it's you know as a little child you get pushed around in a in a, in a little cart you know, and you get carried around with your parents and, you know, your brain is traveling at a certain speed. And then as you get into cars, it gets retrained over the year. First of all, it's bicycles and things. But the average brain after like 75, 80 miles an hour, it doesn't really know what to do with it. And it starts to freak out a little bit. So the average person, when they get into a car, like you said, sub three seconds, zero to 60, the brain is, it, it leaves you speechless. And some people can actually get sick. You've seen people pass out. There's videos where people just pass out. when You know, those slingshot devices at the, the circus. <laughs> or they jump <laughs> right. out of an airplane or whatever. The brain can't handle it. And when a person gets behind the wheel, like you said, you have a, a Porsche that does 0 to 60 in what, 2 point something? What is it? 2.6. That's crazy! Because it's all-wheel drive, though. That's amazing. Putting the power to the ground. Yeah,
7: all, not only all-wheel drive, but it will distribute power front to back depending on what it needs and also independently to each wheel <laughs> so if you had a water patch under say the right rear it'll put more power to all the other wheels and less to that right it's rear just brilliant. as that right rear starts yeah. to spin i mean you know thanks to computers, and I mean, look at, I mean, what role do computers play in cars like this? A lot. Uh, The same thing that they play in, like, the F-117 stealth fighter or the B-2 bomber. Uh, Case being, pilots could not fly those planes without a computer making thousands of decisions in split seconds to keep the airplane trimmed out. And uh, that's what makes that type of stuff possible. So. Anyway, well, you know, there was big news out of uh, Brussels, Belgium, uh, this uh, week or so. The EU, see, had said that they were not going to allow internal combustion cars, I think, registered after 2035. And uh, Germany, look it, I've said this for a long time. You kill the auto industry in Germany, and Germany, for those who don't know, is the heart. It's the economic engine of Europe. So, while the EU may be based in Brussels, Germany's the economic engine. The European banking industry is primarily based in Frankfurt, from what I understand. Okay. And if you kill the auto industry in Germany, you basically are going to kill Europe. And, you know, a lot of times I ask people, I go, so. If they got rid of the cars in Germany, what would they do to to make up for that revenue? And they go, well, beer. And generally (laughs) that's said by somebody in the back who's had maybe a six-pack. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's not honestly a serious statement. So the number is 12% of the total workforce in the European Union is employed by the auto industry, 12%. And so... Porsche and other companies, and Porsche's been really the most vocal on this, that they can make, and they are working on alternative fuels that are synthetic, and they claim that they can run an e-fuel car and have the same CO2 footprint as an EV. Mm. Now, that's the total cradle to grave. Right. Power generation, you know, I mean, and that's the picture you need to look at. Yeah. You can't just say, well, you know, your electric car is not putting out anything right here, and this car is putting out something right here. That, that's, that's bogus. We yeah. all know that. Anybody that knows anything about engineering or anything, they'll go, that's bogus. So Porsche has built a plant in Chile for the synthetic fuels. They say by 2026 they're going to be producing 550 million gallons of this fuel. So Germany and the EU reached a pact on the combustion engines. Okay, things are changing fast in this market. That after 2035, if they only use CO2 neutral fuels, that they can continue to use internal combustion engines. Mm. Well, I will just tell you, I've had really, really smart engineering people tell me, that the biggest mistakes in their life is when they've underestimated the ability of technology and mankind to solve problems. Right. And this is from MIT Caltech type grads who said that yeah, no, it's not gonna be fixed. Even they sometimes don't see that things can be solved. And so here's the reality, internal combustion engines can be made to run cleaner and in the overall footprint. Which helps for this transition. And it also helps as an alternative for people who don't want to have to worry about being stranded somewhere, maybe not a nice place, and have to. I mean, look at, as I tell people, when you've traveled across the desert and you've gone into a service station in some out of the way place, sometimes even five minutes is too long to fuel your car based on the surroundings.
1: Right. Now,
7: do you want to spend a half hour there?
1: Yeah, right, uh, right. or more. <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah,
7: I mean, you could end up meeting a lot of interesting people that you know you'd really rather not have to deal with. Well, yeah, and let me tell you could this. It be ugly. I,
1: I've got a great story. When I go out on the road, and you know me, I'm a road warrior. Um, right under my seat, I have a uh, I don't know what it's got a 18 inch blade, a big machete, and uh, so I I've been in those situations, and I keep that machete very handy. Um, god forbid somebody try and come and take advantage there'd be one arm laying on the ground and it wouldn't be mine we're gonna take a break ed justice and i he's absolutely right five minutes can be too long with an uncomfortable situation it is the drive
4: Pension business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. It's worked for a quarter million businesses worldwide. It'll work for you. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Welcome
0: back to The Drive. Now, here's your host, Alan Taylor. And
1: our show is brought to you in part by Subaru and the all-new Outback. Go where love takes you. Thanks to Subaru for sponsoring the show. Ed Justice Jr. Ed, where do we tell people to find you? Ed, there's Ed Justice Jr., who is, by the way, uh, an amazing photographer, motorsports photography mostly. Uh, and then there's the Justice Brothers website. But social media, where would you like to send people?
7: Well, they can check out my website at edjustice, J-U-S-T-I-C-E, Jr., that's J-R.com. Or go to Instagram at edjusticejr., also on Instagram, like a justice. Those are good places. Of course, Justice Brothers' website is justicebrothers, spelled out, J-U-S-T-I-C-E, brothers, spelled out, dot com. And uh, those are some places to start. Right. Uh, you know, Alan, you talking about that machete? Yeah. You you think you reminded me of uh, Danny Trejo? You know, who was a star of the movie Machete. Oh. And uh, you need to have one of those posters, like taped on the outside of your car when you're uh, driving around, on each door. Uh, well, the reason you know, I mean, it's got
1: there's two reasons why I have it. One is because you never know, uh you know, I mean, I, I always drive at night, which is even worse. I like to drive at night. Less traffic, less to deal with. The other thing is I have a ranch and so if a tree limb, which the other day it snowed, believe it or not, in March, it's snowing still, and all these tree limbs and things were down, and so every now and then I gotta chop one down and move it out of the way to go, you know, on, on one of the roads at the ranch. So it's just under my seat and it's and it comes in handy, but I I you know <laughs> so that's my reason. I'm sticking to it. Okay, let me ask yeah. you something. I was talking to Carl Brower about This company, Lordstown. A lot of people haven't even heard it. It's an electric car company. They've ceased production of their vehicle. They've recalled all the ones that they did deliver. And it's kind of a a real problem. And what I talked about with Carl was, I don't trust a lot of these brand new companies, but I said this about Hyundai when they first came to America, 20 some odd, 30 years ago, whatever it's been now. But here's a company, well, you know, yeah, I know, but now we're... You
7: can't, you can't compare Hyundai... With
1: Lordstown, uh, I, know, I know. Or,
7: or Kia yeah. with an EV startup. Right. Or com- any company selling EVs.
1: Yeah, I know.
7: I mean, but, look, at, there's a, electric vehicles. This is at the beginning of the month in the Epic Times. Yeah. Electric vehicle companies see fall in demand. Oh, yes. Okay?
1: Yes, yes, yes. All right? Yeah, that's what I, I mean, thought. But now, we talked yeah. about this. These little guys, the startups, are having their troubles. But the big guys are also not doing that great. Was it you that was telling me about Ford and some losses in their electric?
7: Sure. Like $3, billion $3 billion. on their yeah. EV side. Damn. In this article, it says the four companies combined, these are four EV companies, have already lost a total of $84 billion oh! in value <laughs> since the beginning of 2022.
1: Oh and, my and now remember gosh. the only
7: thing that keeps any of this propped up is that you and me and everybody else are giving tax money to people at the tune of about seventy five hundred a vehicle to subsidize this. Yeah. Okay? And out of Washington right now, it seems that when it comes to giving away money, there's just no end. Yeah. I mean, you know, a famous old senator, Everett Dirksen will be a foreign name to people in today's world. But he had the all-time great line, and he says, you know, a billion here and a billion there, and pretty soon it starts to add up. (laughs) Well, we're way past the it starts to add up. I mean, it's, hey, we got a problem here. Yeah, we'll just print more money. And people need to realize there's no such thing as a free lunch. Every time they do this, your money... The money that you have in your pocket, the money you have in your bank account, becomes worth less. Worth less. Well, you know what's funny? A, that's an invisible tax. Uh, yeah, an invisible tax that we all pay.
1: And a billion here and a billion there. A billion used to be a lot of money. Now it's a trillion here and a trillion there. Isn't that sad?
7: Yes. God. And the multiple from a billion to a trillion. Is more than what most people can wrap their head around. I know. I know. And therefore, that's where the magic happens. Yep. People can't relate, so therefore, it's just a name rather than a relatable number. Yep. As a guy told me years ago when I was very young, if you want to learn how to manage your money better, have more money in your hand. Have it in your hand where it's tangible. Right. You know, when you spend cash versus swiping a credit card. Cash when you're when you're counting it out, that registers in our mind That's a lot right. differently than when you swipe a piece of plastic and you get a number on a piece of paper.
1: You're right. That's Ed Justice Jr. Um, my my good friend and uh, always a uh, sage of advice to me. Good advice. Thank you, Ed. Appreciate it
7: all right great talking to you
1: ed justice at justicebrothers.com on the web america's brand for quality products in the service department where you get your cars worked on and we're going to take a break there's another hour to go right here on the drive
0: Now, here's automotive expert, television, and radio host, Alan Taylor.
1: So a long, long time ago, in a galaxy far away, I met a guy named Josh Hancock. He's on the line right now. We met at the L.A. Auto Show. I see this guy staring me down as I'm doing something on camera. And I go, hey, you, yo, come over here. Sit down in the chair. I need somebody to... uh, you know, to make it look like we're doing, they're going to do a photo shoot. It looks like we're having a conversation and he laughs. He does this crazy chicken <laughs> I laugh that he does. And he sits down in the chair and it's about 25 years later. We're still friends talking about cars. And here he is, Josh Hancock. Josh, by the way, since I started with the star Wars thing and a galaxy far away is the Hollywood car consultant. He's the guy that matches the car with the character in all things, film and television. And um, and here he is. He's still hanging around. I can't get him to go away.
6: Well, it's difficult once you meet Alan Taylor to get away from him.
1: It's true. I hunt you down.
6: Um, you know, uh, you're a likable fellow.
1: Oh, geez, don't start. This is look at you. Can be honest. All we do is fight. All we do is fight.
6: I'm just reading what you wrote for me. <laughs> there you go. There it is. Anyway, it's been quite a. Quite you know,
1: but Josh, the fact that you lived and were traumatized on a chicken farm with that laugh—that's like well. the sound of the <laughs> ringing a chicken's neck. <laughs> We used to get feedback
6: from when we did uh, shows early on together, and people would write in and go, Oh, we love Josh's chicken laugh, and Alan has never let me forget it. No, because it is what
1: it is. All right, let's get into the show. You okay. wanted to talk about a show that I have not seen, and you said I'm the only person. It's called F1 Drive to Survive. Yeah, I, honestly, I, I don't I don't watch that much TV anymore, I have to tell you. got to tell you. That's the truth.
6: It's called Formula One what a, Drive to Survive. Whatever. Done yep heading into its 5th season
1: wow it's a
6: reality show that follows the teams and the drivers and the drama around F1 racing and what it's done is it's found this young audience in the United States it's almost like they call it the Kardashians of road racing
1: <laughs> and that's yeah that's what F1 uh, is yeah
6: yeah and and the funny thing is you know because this sport that is very popular in Europe. You know, F1 drivers are revered more than actors and professors, almost anybody. They live quite a lifestyle. Never really took off in the U.S., and they are attributing this show to the fact that the sport has finally found a footing in the United States.
1: Mm. Well, and I know they're, they're going to do it. Aren't they going to do an F1 race in, like, Las Vegas, in the streets of Las Vegas?
6: This year, there will be Three F1 races in the United States, the most of any country in the world. Mm. And that'll be Las Vegas, Texas, and Miami. Mm. And, uh, you know, the last Miami F1 race was a huge success. I think Vegas is the perfect place to have it because there's plenty of places for people to stay, entertainment. You know, there's such a circus that comes with this. Mm. I also wanted to say something I love. So Daniel Ricardo is one of the top drivers. He's from Australia. And he's been making the TV show circuit on talk shows and promoting the show. And they said, well, you know, Daniel, what what do you drive? What's your favorite car? And he goes, honestly, it's a 2017 Ford Raptor truck. Wow. And, of course, that endeared him to a lot of people in the U.S., and, and I love it. Of course, he's an Aussie, so they love their their utes and their trucks, right. but um, he's already in line to get the Raptor R, which is of course, the big V8 in that truck, but right. how fun that he loves, loves that truck, you know?
1: Well, you know, I've had a couple Raptors and I will say that out of all the trucks that I've owned and I've owned a lot, I do love the big diesel, you know, 1-ton crew cab, 4-wheel drive. I, there's something about a diesel engine that just it's it's a kind of a turn on. It's like, I love that sound. But yeah. the Raptors are just something special, aren't they, Josh?
6: Well, they are and and you know what I'm looking forward to is there's a new Ranger coming that is really quite polished. Because the Ranger right now, it's a great truck, but it's just long on the tooth.
3: Right, already.
6: There's, and and the, uh, the new Ranger, which has been delayed, but I think will show up by the end of the year, there will be a Raptor version of that truck. Perfect. Perfect. And for people in the city, because a Raptor, you know, the front track is almost... 7 inches wider than a standard And, then, and then
1: they put big wheels And tires on top of that and trust me I, Like I said I've owned them They're kind of yep. hard to maneuver around town Hold on a sec Josh Joshcar.com you can find Josh He's a very pluri- pl- 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 What's the word I'm looking for? Plurific pl- <laughs> Alright it's a too big of a word It's too big of a <laughs> Too big of a word for Alan Taylor Don't go anywhere we'll be right back
4: Money for your free. No, that ain't That's way- attention business owners 3076 businesses are shutting their doors Every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book.
1: Okay, so it took us most of the commercial break. Uh, Josh and I, neither one could remember what that word was. Prolific. Prolific. Josh is a very prolific... (laughs) During the break, yelling.
6: (laughs) Prolific. (laughs) <laughs> we couldn't even remember how it started a little... And <laughs> and it completely screwed me up. I couldn't think of
1: oh, it. Oh, God. But then I also said to him, I said, okay, so uh, we're talking about the F1 Drive to Survive. It's on Netflix. And then I said, what, what else are we talking about? And he says, oh, you know, maybe a joke or two. And I go, okay, good. I love good jokes. He goes, no, Joker 2, the movie Joker 2. Oh, my God. That was the best commercial break I've had in a long time.
6: I was like, no, the Joker 2 movie. And he's like, oh, we could tell a joke or two. Like, we don't tell jokes the whole show. That's why it, it was so perfect. Oh,
1: All right. My gosh. So, bring it into the drive to survive Formula One thing.
6: So, uh, to close it out, you know, they've reached this young audience. They never thought this show was going to do what it has done, and that is it's been an extremely popular show for Netflix and they're going to keep going. They're in season five and I'm going to love the shows when they're in the U S at, uh, you know, Las Vegas, Miami and Austin, Texas.
1: You talk about the races. Yeah.
6: I'm now are talking about the formula one races right. where we as a country have more races in this country than any other country in the world, so, which is kind of crazy. And, I'll,
1: I'll tell you what, I don't, I really don't like this show. this Formula One Drive, I don't like it. You know why? Do you know why? Why, Alan? Because you just said it's the Kardashian of motorsports. So I've never seen it, so I already don't like it.
6: (laughs) 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 Well, I think you'd like it. When I say the Kardashian, I mean the... Popularity
1: of oh okay, okay. <laughs> show not
6: its content
1: oh oh well, it's that's like different. Joker
6: two uh <laughs> you know communication today right it
1: is a bad day for communication <laughs> anyway <laughs> well I guess I have to check it out now it's called Formula One Drive to Survive it's on Netflix so we'll, we'll all go check it out what the heck yes, it is. Yeah.
6: so speaking of the Joker yeah yeah the follow up to the very successful film. There's been really, uh, I, I've been on the set. I can't talk about it. I was sworn. I mean, the security is beyond anything I have ever seen on a movie set. Wow. They were in downtown L.A. shooting a scene outside, and you know, people got up in tall buildings and filmed, and it has been all over the internet, which I think is kind of funny. So I, I, I can say that you know, on that day, it was. Full of cars from the 70s.
3: Mm, Flashback.
6: With cars from the 70s. And it was just great to see it. You know, it's like, I've done a lot of that. I I didn't do this one. But, you know, it's just great to fill a a street up and see traffic running from the 70s (laughs) and remember how big those cars were.
1: I know. You know, it's funny. Whenever you see those kind of cars... Well, doesn't, everything about it just, it's a time machine. It takes you back. And then if you open the door and you get a whiff of that like mohair interior and original interior, it just continues. You just are like in a time warp going backwards. I love that.
6: You really are. And you know, there's a friend uh, that lives on my street and he's got a 70 Monte Carlo and it's been parked for several years and it's in great shape, you know? And he opened it up for me the other day with those, you know, velour seats oh, and that yeah, simple yeah. dashboard. And it's a time gap. So I'm like, yeah. please, we got to get this going. You know, let's get it out. And, and he's scared to death to drive.
1: <laughs> well, you know what's funny? I had a 70 Monte Carlo. It was burgundy. Yeah. And you, when you said that that velour interior, man, I love that car. But it got like nine miles the gallon on a good day. And here's another one. Here's another one for you. I remember when I was 16, I went down and filled up my Volkswagen at 27 cents a gallon. And I think I spent five bucks and I thought to myself, almost five. I mean, I gave the guy a $5 bill and I got some change back. I remember thinking to myself, man, is it expensive to drive a car? (laughs) You know? Yeah. Right. We'll take a break. Uh, Josh yeah. Hancock at joshcar.com. You can find him. He's the Hollywood car consultant. Uh, more Hollywood stuff from Josh right after this. Stay with us. This message comes to you from our sponsor, Subaru, and their first SUV of its kind. The all-new, all-electric, 2023 Solterra. Built to help protect the environment so it can be explored. It's the first electric vehicle to feature the legendary standard capability of symmetrical all-wheel drive. To take you to places traditional electric vehicles can't reach. Love is now electric. Learn more at Subaru.com slash Solterra.
0: This is the drive with
1: Alan Taylor. It is the drive with Alan Taylor. I'm Alan Taylor. The other guy that is very loud and he cackles like a chicken that's laying an egg. At least you know when Josh is happy, he he pops out a dozen eggs. Thank God, <laughs> Josh Hancock.
6: Really, <laughs> Good. Really happy. I would like to plug this. Uh, uh, my Instagram is Josh Carr Inc. I N C. Okay. And it's it's more fun than anything else. Well, I can ed- I
1: I can edit that <laughs> out, so don't worry about it. I don't I don't allow plugs here, but that's okay.
6: <laughs> so the next item is a show from Jeremy Renner. So jeremy renner academy award winner i think who was run over by his own snow cat this year and almost died
1: oh Uh, wait a minute that's the guy oh my gosh in like reno or something right
6: yes and you know jeremy has a great reputation as being a super nice guy he um you know, he was helping out his brother or something and fell under the tracks. Wow, it was just such a... So, I mean, he almost died, you know. He, he he got crushed, and his whole chest was crushed. I don't know how many broken bones he's got. Right. It's a long, long ways back, but he did a show that's going to debut on April 12th on Discovery Plus called... Now, his name is... Jeremy Renner, it's called Renervations, and what it is is he's bought all these old municipal buses, all different kinds, from school buses to city buses, and he takes one on every episode and converts it into something that's going to help a community. Oh, that's cool. And so he does it in different parts of the world with a different crew. He brings in other celebrities, but it's it's really about helping communities. I mean, they take one to a um, underprivileged neighborhood and they've made it into a basketball court, you know.
3: Jeez. It opens
6: up and there's a basket and there's a backboard and... There's some weights, and it's like a gym. I mean, it's really fun stuff. There's a food one to help with a food bank. It's kind of a great project. I think people will like the show.
1: And when and where is that going to be, playing and airing and all that?
6: Uh, You know, by the way, I did just say all that at the Uh, beginning. I was writing something there. Oh,
1: jeez, don't get on me now. It's national radio. Come on.
6: Is on Discovery. Discovery,
1: Plus okay. That's what it
6: on is. April twelfth of this year.
1: Okay, April twelfth. Okay, good. coming good. right up in a month. You know what? I like the guy. After I, after he got smushed, I yeah. saw a little thing and I did a little bit of research and I started following him. Like, wow, what's this going to do? Because you know, sometimes Josh and you know, you know, I mean, we all have seen it something a catastrophe happens in a person's life and they have that aha moment where they literally something comes alive in them and they stop being you know the hollywood celebrity and start to be a, a real human being that wants to do something good with their lives and that sounds like what he's done here i love this
6: i you know i think jeremy was probably one of those guys in hollywood that lived his life quite authentically anyway he 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 doesn't seem like the type of guy that was a real climber and and narcissist. Right. He always seemed like a real guy.
1: Well, so w- what? Wait, wait nice.
6: you Which you nice. take your point very well. Yeah,
1: you still you you uh, described yourself there perfectly. But anyway, I like Jeremy Renner. Um,
6: <laughs> hey. If I wasn't originally from Maine and grown up in a small town with a lot of values, I when I came here to Hollywood and I was doing extremely well when I first took off, I would have been in rehab in a minute.
1: You know what? I remember after the accident when the lobster grabbed you in that kind of in the wrong spot there and your your voice changed a little bit. That was everything, has been so much better since then. <laughs> that's, how, that's how I got the last. <laughs> it's like, wait, hey, get him off of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Have you been back to Maine lately, Josh? You got about a minute and a half here. Have you been back to Maine?
6: I have. I've been back to Maine. I'm, uh, sadly, so the little town I grew up in, which is one of the most historical towns in the country with the oldest public building in the United States has had a Ford dealer for 72 years. It closed. And this this dealer group bought it and lied about it. They bought two other Ford stores and then closed the one in my town to cut their own competition.
1: Oh, no. Don't you hate that?
6: (laughs) Very, very disappointing. I mean, that's where I went. My father would drop me off as a kid, and I would stay at the dealership all day, you know?
1: Yeah. You know what's funny, though? Those are the kind of things that happen for example, you've never been to my house, which really, really aggravates me, but if you did, you would come and you would see I had a studio, kind of, I have three acres, so I have a little property, and my studio is the projection room of the drive-in movie theater that they turned into an old folks home. So they took the pro- the, the snack bar and the projection room, they took it down, and I bought it for a thousand bucks and had it moved to my house. And turn it into a radio studio. And it's so nostalgic for me. So that, with that said, I got to say goodbye to you, but that kind of a thing where somebody could have an old Ford dealer would be so awesome for a classic car thing that only specialized in Ford. You know? Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. All right, joshcar.com on the web, at joshcar with Facebook and Twitter, and Instagram is at Inc. Yes and, sir. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you Josh. Look forward to seeing you All soon. Right. Come visit me. All, All right. right, we'll be right back with more. Stay with us.
4: Then I saw her face. Now I'm a really- Attention business owners. 3076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. It's worked for a quarter million businesses worldwide. It'll work for you. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book
0: welcome back to the drive now here's your host alan taylor
1: well by golly it is time to talk to george kennedy he's a co-founder of cartender.com Vice President of the New England Motor Press Association, and he contributes to U.S. News and World Report, Car Gurus, Forbes Wheels, and right here on the drive. His name is George Kennedy III. George is driving the uh, Bohemoth, the new GMC Hummer, the electric Hummer EV, uh, made by GMC now, not called Hummer, but called GMC Hummer, because Hummer used to be a brand unto itself, right, George?
8: Yeah, it's, it's pretty ironic that the, the brand that was pretty much the poster boy, the scapegoat, the pariah of the gas-guzzling years of trucks and SUVs of the, the 2000s is now this electric SUV, pure electric. And, you know, maybe they, they thought they were being uh, clever with that, but when you really scratch beneath the surface and you see how much battery is here, it might not be as ironic after all. It might well, be, uh, you know, sadly ironic.
1: It's it's yeah. It's no longer a gas guzzler. It's now an electricity guzzler, right? Yeah,
8: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's nine thousand pounds. It's it's oh. an incredible vehicle, but it's also it's had me asking myself a lot of questions about what you know. I think our, our future for a lot of the motoring world is electric. But not all of it, and it brings up the questions about what role do trucks and SUVs have as it pertains to the electric car market.
1: So I'm wondering how much... Imagine if you could do a research and development project for heavy industrial stuff, you know, like buses and people movers and things like that, and you could... Make a vehicle that was like the test bed for that, for moving lots of weight around. Now, like you said, 9,000 pounds. How many people could you put into a um, a very tinny bus that wasn't going to go more than 30 miles an hour at the airport, you know, a jillion times a day, but I guess you would maybe do your test at the airport. I don't know. I mean, my question is, is this a test for things to come? This gas I, or diesel? I think it's... No, electricity what guzzler? What I hope is... Yeah, what I hope is that they don't sell a ton
8: of these. What I hope what's really achieved here is that they've done a ton of R&D and, you know, cleared a lot of hurdles to pave the way for smaller, more practical vehicles yeah. that use electricity. I just, I, think, that, that's it's, what
1: I, I think it's... I, think we can't get out of our own way. Yeah, it's I mean, ironic,
8: how you know? The $80,000, $90,000 trucks that people are buying, playing for right now, We can't. we can't help ourselves. And so... I hope, I wish that this was, you know, I wish more people would buy something the size of a high-end Ioniq 5 or a Chevy Bolt. But, you know, if if they can get the credit, if they can get the financing, they just can't help themselves and they want a vehicle that's this big and that's yeah. this over
1: the top. It feels to me with electric vehicles that there is always something missing. Like, I went deaf. Or, all of a sudden, have you ever been standing there and all of a sudden your ears go, and you're like, what's going on here, you know, vertigo? It's all of a sudden when I drive electric vehicles, it's like there's something missing. The sound of an engine is missing. It's just, you know. I've gotten over that. That's less of a concern for me. I mean, don't get me wrong.
8: The sound of an American V8 is one of the most glorious sounds of all time. Yeah. Uh, German inline six is a fantastic sound. A Ferrari V10 Formula One engine is mechanical symphony. Yeah. Having said that, if a car gets me where I need to be and it can get me up to speed fast enough to make a vehicle fun – I kind of don't care what powers it,
3: yeah. right? I do.
8: <laughs> and what it sounds like. I, I, I care about the sensation of, you know, does it, is, is it good at what it was designed to do? If it's a performance car, can I corner with it? Yeah. If it's an off-road vehicle like this technically is, can I off-road with it? And, and in that sense, you and I have talked about it, electricity does have some, some interesting benefits as it pertains to off-road vehicles.
1: Oh, no, I think, listen, of course, it's the... Um Beyond the tread lightly, there's tread silently, you know what I mean. And so, yes, yeah, the only thing you'll be able
8: to do is tread silently because you won't be treading lightly at 9,000 pounds. Well, (laughs) yes,
1: you know, you know what. So, let's get into this then. We've we've got you know, here 15 or so minutes. Let us talk about this vehicle. It's a 2023, I have to imagine. It was
8: introduced to the 22 uh, in just one launch edition of the 22, in 23. They'll have some additional trims that won't be as expensive, but they're all gonna share the same powertrain. And that is thousand horsepower, mm. twelve hundred pound feet of torque. Good lord. And a two hundred and twelve kilowatt hour battery. Okay. Now, when I was talking before about, you know, battery being as much as several other cars, two hundred and twelve kilowatt hours. A Hyundai Ionic 5, one of the best electric cars of the year, it's it's functional, it drives well, it's got a great interior with a lot of capacity space. I think it's something like, you know, the base level has a 58 kilowatt hour and then the the upgraded battery is a 77 kilowatt hour. You could get three to four Hyundai Ionic 5s out of the same lithium ion that, that you harvested for one of these GMC Hummer EVs.
1: Well, this is literally like driving a freight train down the road without all the cars connected to it, just the the big freight train engine. And I think that it boils down to this that you know, if you have to ask how much you can't afford it and if you care too much about the environment, you probably wouldn't buy it because of what you just stated. So it boils down to this is America, we should be able to buy what the heck we want. And that goes for gigantic, you know, a thousand and twenty five horsepower demon 170 they just showed last week at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm glad yeah. we have these choices. I'm glad, but I don't care for the fact that people try and say that this is a green machine. With all I kept
8: of asking myself, who is this vehicle for? Right. Because you know, you and I love SUVs and
1: trucks. Ego maniacs. <laughs>
8: and, <laughs> Go ahead. And, right. And I, I'm like, you know what? When I think of like a truck that I could afford that I really like, I'm thinking of like a 20, even 30-year-old pickup that I can work on and find parts for. And, yeah, maybe I'll throw an exhaust on it, and maybe I'll throw big tires on it. And I just keep asking myself, who is this for? Is this going to sit in a garage in, in On a Charger. Yeah. Is, yeah. Is, yeah, it is will. This, is this going to be this – is, this is a CEO – this is a Silicon Valley uh, compensation measurement vehicle.
1: Yes, yes, well said. <laughs> okay, take a break here. Uh, we're talking about the uh, the new GMC Hummer EV electric vehicle. 1,000 horsepower, 1,200 pound-feet of torque. I'll bet it pushes you back in the seat. George Kennedy the Third's driving it. We'll come back and uh, discuss this vehicle some more. it is the drive george kennedy's here he's driving the new gmc hummer ev this is what it sounds like inside when you're inside of it all that noise uh george other than it being you know mostly silent let's let's go in the interior of this new gmc hummer now what was it like inside as far as quietness and all that
8: that was one of the, the cooler aspects of this vehicle was they, they did a really good job with packaging it. So what I was nervous about getting into it was where we're we going to end up with a Tesla interior where there's no volume knob, there's no buttons, there's one big screen, you know, this is your tablet and deal with it and it's just an absolute logistical nightmare. Right. Not so with the interior of this vehicle, which I've always said, I'm all for screens, but please blend traditional buttons and dials with the screens and they've done that so well. So this is something you'll like. One thing I've talked about is like, you know, on, on let's say Volvo, for example, if I want to change the heated seats or if I want to change the temperature of the climate control, I get a press a little a climate control thing in the corner of the screen. Then a little prompt shows up and then I gotta slide my finger along to change the temperature. Kind of a pain in the butt. In the Hummer EV, there is a strip of actual hard buttons along the bottom of the screen. They're kind of tilted out at you so you can kind of rest your finger on it. You're not doing the thing where you're driving along and you go to hit a bump and all of a sudden you miss press what you were hoping to press. Right. You press the button on the bottom of the, below the screen, the real, real button for the heated seats, and then it kind of expands and opens the screen. There's additional buttons that have multiple uses below the screen, and then you press those to change the heated seats Hmm. this is one of those things that's better in a visual medium i know but essentially they've done a great job of blending regular traditional buttons with the touchscreen to make it actually easier not more difficult
1: Hmm. well it's got that going for it (laughs) (laughs) let's just see now how about comfort and ease of driving
8: I mean, the cool thing is that we keep saying 9,000 pounds, 9,000 pounds, this thing drives like a 6,000 pound SUV, or if not, if not a lighter one, it's, you know, with all that torque and all that power, technically, you can get it to zero to 60 in, uh, in three seconds. And um, I think the mode is, it's called like freedom something where I'm just like, oh, yeah, Watts to freedom, WTF mode, and I, this is another one of these compensa- compensation. Wait a, minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, right? wait a
1: minute. WTF. Anyway, continue. Watts, just... watts to freedom. Oh, it, it is, it is funny because you know if Dodge
8: does it with something equally as right. Macho Man Randy Savage, and we're like, yeah, yeah, and if somebody else does it, we kind of roll our eyes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I get a kick out of that. Yeah. Right? It's just like I don't know. I don't. Once again, I, I don't know who that kind of branding is for. You know, listen,
1: we've reached this point (laughs) in our lives, though, is that um, people either look at cars like, uh, you know, appliances, refrigerators, what have you, and they're just to get you to point A to point B comfortably and safely. Or they look at them as a, a complete extension of their lifestyle, and there needs to be just all of this cool stuff baked into it. Little Easter eggs in the, you know, the taillights have a little Hummer, or the in, in a Jeep it's little taillights in the little corner of the windshield. There's all these little places where there's a little Jeep if you look real close and the same thing that. you know goes with uh what is it the uh, the demon the you know the dodge challengers are the same way and, and some of the other vehicles they have little easter eggs and it, it's loaded just, with
8: easter yeah, eggs it's yeah it's just
1: part of the ownership experience when you're paying a hundred and how much for a vehicle you know you better have a lot of fun with uh, yeah, it yeah a hundred
8: and eight thousand for this first edition wow um yeah. and that's before the inevitable and painful, uh, the, the sucker tax, I mean, uh, dealer markup. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. By the way, by the um, way, speaking of dealer markup, the new Dodge Demon 2023 Demon 170, it's a thousand and horsepower. They're the dealer markup thing is like a hundred thousand, 200,000 over the well, window it, sticker. It's
8: the last, uh, well, you know, it's funny, you know, for anybody going to buy one that thinks they're getting an investment, how's it an investment if you're already you're paying the the money that you're hoping to accrue over time.
1: Well, it's the unobtainium. It makes it like um, precious metals or something, you know, because right, nobody right. could, it's yeah, only going to be thirty three. The novelty of scarcity, and that's the same thing. How many of these these Hummer, these GMC Hummers, are they going to build these EVs?
8: Um, of these first editions, I I forget how many they said, but I I do know that they're sold it's out. It's limited. And then yes, limited. 20. But here's here's the thing with that: you get your first edition, cool. And then one year later, they're going to sell you one that's even cheaper. It's not going to have all the same content, <laughs> but it's a cheaper one. It's still going to have the premium right. powertrain.
1: Right. The big motor in this case. Motor, yeah. engine, motor. Engine is internal no, combustion. Y- motor is electric. Just That's why it's funny. When I worked at Motor Trend, everybody's like, it really should be engine trend. Engine trend, yes. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> anyway. All right. So what was there something that you didn't like about this vehicle. In other words, you get out of it, you're walking away, you turn around and look back and you go, I hate the fact that like you said to me before the show, everyone wants to talk to me about this vehicle. Is is that like, is that the worst thing about it?
8: You know? Yeah. I mean, that's not a hate thing at all. In fact, like I said, it. you know, as many people talk to me as if I had a McLaren or a Corvette or Ferrari, like that's that. I mean, if you watch any sports, They've been advertising the, the, the you-know-what out of it. And right. people know about this car, and they're interested in it. And, you know, you mentioned practicality before. This has 329 miles of range. And the DC fast charging, the Level 3, there are different levels of how much juice you can crank out. And this will do at 100 miles of range in as little as 10 minutes. And that's really impressive. So when I say that hopefully this is a test bed. For future smaller GMC products, then they've done some really cool things here in terms of
2: advancing the tech.
1: All right, hold tight. Uh, George Kennedy III, he is driving the new GMC Hummer EV. $108,000 if you want a 1,000-horsepower electric freight train of a truck that'll go sideways. Let's talk about the crab walk thing that it does when we come back. This machine is unquestionably awesome. We'll be right back.
4: Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors. Every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book.
0: Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's your host, Alan Taylor.
1: Our show is brought to you in part by Subaru. Love, it's what makes a Subaru a Subaru. George Kennedy's joining us. He is the co-founder of Cartender.com, vice president of the New England Motor Press Association. He contributes to U.S. News and World Report, Cargurus, Forbes, Wheels, and The Drive. And he's driving something this song. Hold on, here it is. This uh, this vehicle is perfect for this uh, song because it's got legs, and uh, it's a vehicle that can go like a crab. It can walk kind of sideways down the road. George, explain this to people. This is pretty cool.
8: Yeah, So the Hummer EV has four-wheel steering, and you know what that means is you know for basically the rear wheels can turn left or right. They can turn with the direction of the front wheels, or they can turn opposite. and First we'll talk about going with and what that lets you do is basically lets you move the vehicle laterally as it's going forward. And so that's what's called crab walk. Mm. I call it a bit of a party trick. It's not very useful. What is useful about the, Oh, and by the way to engage that there's a little crab walk dial down in the little (laughs) drive mode dial. You just hold down on the four wheel steering button for like six seconds. That's cool. That's not as useful as the ability for the rear wheels to turn opposite of the front wheels. And that's like if you, know, if you ever have one of those toy, uh, you know, hook and ladder trailer fire engines as a kid, you probably knew that the rear wheels, there was a guy in the back cab turning the wheels opposite the front ones to make this crazy long fire truck take a turn right. in a city block. Right. That's what's happening here. And what this does is allows a vehicle as large as the Hummer EV, which is an extremely wide vehicle, with a long wheelbase to corner very tightly in parking lots, which is probably where this vehicle is going to be more than any off-road trails right. and car parks and stuff like that. It is insanely nimble. I mean, you know, the turning radius on this was very impressive. It it turns as tightly as some hatchbacks that, that we've had.
1: Huh. Well, so 108,000 bucks as tested was how much do you have the, the MSRP for that thing? Or did they have any? Expertise? Yeah, so I
8: mean, it's 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 right about that. That That's that it. first edition okay. has every single bell and whistle. I got you. selected. Yeah. So future models, I think, is going to be there's going to be that H1 or it's EV2X, EV3X is going to be what the trims are going forward. And I think for the base model trim on 2023 and going forward is eighty seven thousand dollars. The next one up is ninety seven, and then you're going to have a fully loaded model for 107, hundred and seven. That's going to be commensurate in terms of features with what you get on this first edition, this so, launch edition.
1: So do you like driving it? I'm just, I'm curious. I mean, is it fun? Do you go out there and go, this is going to be cool. I just can't wait to get behind the wheel again. Is that well, how you feel? Think, think about it this way. I don't have the same kind of qualms
8: about the fact that it's silent performance. I think it's neat when it kind of lurches forward. I think it drives really well. It handles incredibly well because it's so wide. So in terms of satisfying all the tactile drivability things, it's there. It does another few cool things too. It has a tonneau cover that's a power retractable tonneau cover. So, push of a button, thing, the thing retracts.
1: Well, GMC is good four, at that. You know, they have, you know, like with yeah. their tailgates and things like that.
8: Right. All four roof panels are removable and can fit into the, the front or the front trunk. Right. So, from that standpoint, there are so many things about this vehicle that I actually love the way it drives. If they could find a way to, offer a model with a smaller battery that didn't, it doesn't have to be a thousand horsepower, you know? So maybe maybe they'll come up with a smaller version of this vehicle that has 400 horsepower and the battery is half as large or probably two thirds the size large that could do those things. I have a little less guilt about it because I feel like this is almost kind of doing a bait and switch on what the notion of the, the EV, the electric vehicle movement's all about.
1: You know, I think when the day comes where like an oil change place, you're able to drive in and just swap out a battery. And I have to imagine that 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 is probably already in the works, the service stations and the oil change places, the shells and pins oils of the world that have those kind of things. And because it's just people don't have the time. They don't they don't want to take the time. They want to be able to get gas in five minutes, 10 minutes. And if you could, that's uh, you know. honestly, Alan, that's not really the
8: problem right now, because like I said, with DC fast charging, yeah, if it's anything like what's on this Hummer, I know, but, but wait a minute miles in, te- I, in know, 10 minutes, I know, you, you I know, but I get end you up going in and going to the bathroom and buying jerky. I get you, but let me a, listen to my home, point, listen that's to my minutes. point.
1: I've got a point to make because I raced in the Baja 500 with Hummer And you couldn't make it to the end with this machine. And so you're going to have to have a pit stop where they change the battery. That's what I'm talking about, George. All right, we'll take a break. Hummer H... Oh, no, that's the end of the show. Hummer H... It's not an H anything. It's a Hummer EV. George, thank you very much. It's been fun talking to you about this wild and crazy machine. That's it for me, everybody. George Kennedy, you can find him at uh, any one of those places that he uh, does his stuff. What is it? Uh... Motor Press Association he's the contributor there and uh I don't know it's George Kennedy car gurus he's out there we're gonna go come on this message comes to you from our sponsor Subaru and their first SUV of its kind the all-new all-electric 2023 solterra built to help protect the environment so it can be explored It's the first electric vehicle to feature the legendary standard capability of symmetrical all-wheel drive to take you to places traditional electric vehicles can't reach. Love is now electric. Learn more at Subaru.com slash Solterra.